What's up, everybody? And this is a continuing series about deconstructing Christianity. And today, we are going to deconstruct the Ten Commandments. I'm not going to do all of them in one episode, but so be sure to check back to get more of them because there's a lot to talk about. We're going to start by talking about the commandment about adultery. Now, this is a spicy topic because this particular commandment has really been overused to control the bodies and the sexuality of other people. Very simply within the Ten Commandments, this one in particular says you shall not commit adultery. And what is adultery at the end of the day? But if you are married, having sex with outside partners, it's all about being dishonest with your partner. It never said within that commandment that you should be a virgin before marriage. This was something that was really just it caused so much misery over the years. And mostly it was used to antagonize women because, of course, we can become pregnant if we are having sex, right? Whereas men can give pregnancy, but there's no way in early times to really figure out who the dad was necessarily, right? It was all he say, she say, according to people. So it makes sense culturally that people wanted to be protective and and prevent um children from being born that would then not be taken care of by the father right and that's all well and good but this 10 commandment this commandment right here had nothing to do with being a virgin now why was it that the christian church decided to focus so much on female sexuality and sexuality in general well whenever mary was taught to be a virgin when she was pregnant with jesus people ran with it They connected the adultery commandment with the virgin status of Mary and said the two were somehow connected, but they're not. The virgin birth was miraculous because she was a virgin, because there was no possible way for her to be pregnant unless immaculate conception had occurred. It's very similar to if I say, oh, look, a tree grew in concrete and there's no earth beneath it it's growing from inside the concrete that is miraculous because there was nothing fertile in the concrete right you need soil for that okay that's the same thing with mary the fact that she was a virgin was just that it affirmed the power of the creator to start life from wherever the creator chooses to that's what the message was now the adultery thing was about being honest If you look at the rest of the commandments, they very much focused on treating people with respect, treating the creator with respect. That's what the focus was, right? Don't covet. Don't be jealous of what somebody else has. Don't steal. Don't take from other people. Don't bear false witness. Don't lie on people, right? Adultery was about, look, you made a commitment to a partnership. Don't break that. That's what the commandment about adultery is, right? Now, Within that, right, it says don't commit adultery. You have to remember that at the time period this was written, a lot of the men had multiple wives. So if it was about not sleeping with other people, they wouldn't have been allowed to have multiple wives at that time period. So I really need people to start thinking about these things, right? Because you're saying you're only supposed to have sex with your spouse. That's what it means. Like if you're married, you're only allowed to have sex with your spouse, right? Or within whatever agreement is. So for example, if you're in an open marriage where the two of you are allowed to have romantic 
involvement with other people, allowed to have sexual involvement with other people. And notice I separated it, romantic and sexual, because they're not always the same. They're not always connected. You can have a romantic connection with somebody and not have sex with them. So in, if your arrangement with your partner allows you to have romantic connections or allows you to have both romantic and sexual connections, that's an agreement with you and your spouse. And I don't believe the creator's going to have any problem with that because it's not a breaking of the honesty. Now, we could dive deeper into the, into the teaching and say, well, look, maybe the commandment does say when you're married, you can't have sex with anyone else. And if that's the case, then that's what we need to abide by. But notice it says when you're married. So if you are in a relationship, if you're in a partnership, see, my, my personal opinion, marriage occurs before a marriage license. Let's be honest. It's about a commitment because marriage licenses are a modern invention. So if you have made a commitment to be with a person, that's the person that you should be with. And you should abide by whatever that commitment looks like. So when it comes to various forms and structures of unions, as long as you're respecting the structure or union that you have agreed to with your partner or partners, then I don't believe that you're breaking any sins. And you can argue with me on this. Um, you can say, look, I want to remain true to it and say, if, if a person is in a commitment, that's the person they need to be with. That's that's fine. Because that's actually what it authentically says. It doesn't say that you have the option of being with others, but it also doesn't say that you don't. It just says don't commit adultery. That's it. So whatever you deem to be adultery, if it means having more than one partner or if it means breaking whatever commitment you have with your partner regardless of how it's constructed that makes sense to me abide by that so all i'm doing as we deconstruct christianity is just combing out the bs teachings to find the truth because a lot of like i said a lot of misery has gone into telling girls that they had to be virgins in order to be valuable it was it's a very painful and disruptive thing to tell a girl that she has to control her body and she also has to control the body of the boy that's the discipline that it gave to girls it told us that we were responsible if a boy stepped out of his um sexuality restrictions that the girl was to blame not the boy but the girl right and this is true in many cultures around the world not all but many um in some cases you'll have like some individual situations where the boy or man is chastised for what they've done equally to the girl um but at the end of the day we really shouldn't be demeaning or demonizing people for behaving in a sexual manner now what i personally believe which is very very important is about teaching sexual discipline and also sexual respect now what does that look like okay so sexual discipline is similar to other forms of disciplining yourself to not disrupt yourself, right? You don't want to overconsume alcohol because of what it does chemically to the brain and to the body. Sex has a proven alteration to the brain and to the body. So it can be a benefit, like red wine has a benefit to the body, but in too much excess, it becomes a problem, okay? Separately is the sexual respect, okay? This is also something that should be taught because if you're respecting your body and your partner's body, then you're giving positively to this experience, this energy exchange that you're having with this person. If you're disrespecting that person or yourself, then it becomes a harm to you and to them, right? So this is why I think that instead of trying to control sexuality, just like 
don't try to tell people and be like, no, you can't drink any alcohol, right? You just can't do that. That didn't go so well in case you didn't notice in the past. And in some cultures it has. But um, the only ones that I've seen actually be able to abide by it in a positive manner have been Muslim cultures. They've really done a great job at preventing people from drinking alcohol and becoming alcoholics. That's pretty dope. But for most of the world, it, it hasn't worked. So it's the same thing with sexuality. If you teach people to respect sexuality in the same way that you teach people to respect substances like alcohol, that's a better method. Especially since also sexuality is a beautiful thing if it's respected and you know done in a disciplined manner like you can't just be out here completely recklessly abandoned into sexual energy because it can and will consume you and it's funny to me because there's people who think that it can't similar to how there's people who think crack wouldn't disrupt their life like oh cocaine is not gonna hurt me i'm stronger than that sex isn't gonna hurt me i'm stronger than that bullshit no you're not okay but that's what i mean at the end of the day a safer and more reasonable path is to teach sexual discipline and sexual respect. Sexual respect also includes consent. Really being clear about what consent is. And no, consent isn't like, may I touch you here? Yes. No, it's not like that. But you that's why consent needs to be taught because it's more than that. And we can talk about that at a later date. But the moral of the story with the Ten Commandments is that we've been misteaching this concept about not committing adultery and it's time to correct it and I think a lot more people will come back comfortably to Christianity and to other faiths when the teaching about adultery is made correct now in the next episode we're going to speak more about other ten commandments including I think the next one I want to do is bearing false witness because that one is a doozy for today in the current times and let's talk about it as always this is word of a rebel and I'm here for empowerment